0: Hello, Samuel alaikum. Thank you for joining us here at Mindful Muslim Speaks, the place where we are empowering women to grow and thrive. I hope you guys are having an amazing week. It is Friday again. I'm thinking, hmm, kind of liking Fridays. I definitely do two times a week, every week, alhamdulillah, but I haven't yet committed to a day, and I'm thinking Fridays are kind of working out for me, and um, maybe Mondays too. So I'll, I'll keep you posted on that one. I'll, the announcement will be uh, forthcoming, but... I did want to start the podcast by thanking, um, I don't want to say someone, but I just want to say thanking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because I have just been feeling amazing. And um, in my last podcast, I did something on um, getting fit faster, so I'm not going to get into like all the details of it. But if you haven't listened to it, go back because I'm not even joking, like subhanallah, You know, du'a really works. When you um, ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for something and you're really sincere and you're just pouring your heart out, he really answers. And it says in the Quran, he answers and he answers immediately. And his answer doesn't mean that your solution will come immediately, but he does already um, get into the motion of addressing it right away, immediately. So subhanAllah. Had mentioned I was stuck in a rut and I wasn't able to lose weight, and it wasn't um, because I don't live a healthy lifestyle. It's super healthy, but I plateaued. Whole long story. Go back and listen to it. I'm not gonna like bore you with the details, but I have been like losing weight like crazy. I'm not even gonna lie. I'm like wondering like, hmm, if I continue, I might like lose too much weight, but not like in an unhealthy way, but kind of like in a pretty successful way. And I'm like really loving it right now because I'm having higher energy despite like my crazy weeks and anyway just go back and check out the podcast you can see what i'm talking about but yeah i've been feeling really good so i just want to give credit where credit is due and thank allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because he did help me to just sometimes for me it's just like sometimes answers are right in front of your face but you know we're busy with life and he just brought my attention to something i hadn't realized was there all along so alhamdulillah alhamdulillah and i did want to say um today's topic might sound a little weird or off to people how to had to put mean girls in their place but mean girls have to be put in their place so I had to do a podcast about it okay now I'm just joking that's not that's not the way I roll I don't really talk like that but it is totally addressing that and if you've had people in your life that were just totally cruel to you oppressive or have ganged up and done horrible things to you things that maybe you do not deserve then this is a podcast for you because I have experienced some serious stuff so I'm going to tell you my two favorite stories out of my life today I'm going to call the first one "Hmm, Mean Girls Can't Win and the second one The Russian Hacker and I'll tell you what I mean by both of those in a minute. But before I do, I wanted to give my shout out to somebody who has been sharing my stuff in their IG. I mentioned before that I always give a shout out on my podcast for somebody who has done that. And I feel like I'm going to butcher her name. I feel like I'm going to butcher every name. I probably should start asking people how to pronounce their name properly before I shout them out. But I get all excited about um, shouting them out, so that's my fault, right? Okay. So I'm going to go at it and just hope it works. It's – oh, my gosh. I feel so embarrassed if I say it wrong. Sarah Carmali, Carmali. Um. I'm going to ask her after this and tell her how shameful I was, but I just wanted to say thank you so much, Sarah, because she has been sharing my information and she's just constantly leaving me messages as well about how much the content that we talk about in this podcast has been life changing in terms of insights for her and just coming to like certain realizations about how things are happening in our life, why they're happening and basically how um, she could shift things to go better in her favor. So I just wanted to say thank you, Sarah, for sharing my content and constantly encouraging others to engage in it. And I just wanted to say, if you want to be shouted out on my podcast, it's as easy as just sharing um, something from my message or my content, my podcast, on your IG story. You know, with the understanding, and the intention that you're just trying to share the content so other women will benefit, and you will get the reward for that as too. And um, yeah, it's we have to lift each other up as women, and I think the more we do that the more we draw women into this community that we have here, this little community where we're just trying to all thrive and nobody's trying to like step on each other, I think it'll just be that much better the faster we grow. So that's what we're trying to do. And I just wanted to say um, big hugs and thanks and uh, keep sharing. And I will talk to you soon, Sarah, because I do chat with some of um, the women that really reach out to me regularly on DMing and Instagram. One of the best ways to reach me other than my uh, email, which is down below as well in in the description yeah who we are if you don't know we are a podcast that addresses we're kind of like bridging the gap between modern muslima life and the sunnah like how to do that sunnah stuff we know we're supposed to do how to live like the quran asks us to do but we're still modern muslimas living wherever we have people in this uh community that we have here from all over the world i have people literally from all over the world from all continents And um, so, you know, wherever you are, we're all kind of dealing with very similar things regardless. You would not imagine the things people message me. Doesn't matter what part of your life, what part of the world, we are experiencing the same things. Recently, I mentioned I'm, I'm making a course as we speak based on what some of you have been requesting. I'm getting constant questions about marriage, love, seeking love, seeking marriage, spouses, and I have tons of information that I want to share. And me spitting it out to you in like little sound bites on podcasts, and YouTube and Instagram don't get me wrong it's beneficial I have all this stuff but if I really really wanted to create some huge solutions I really should put something professional together in a course for you guys and I think that would be so much more beneficial because you could sit in one period of time or even travel on the train you could walk you could wash dishes and just listen to the content and get so much more out of it so I'm building you a marriage course and a love course as we speak the first one is probably going to be out be about how to properly choose a spouse, find a spouse, all those spouse things that you've been asking me, how to do marriage properly. And then Shalta we're going to move on to some other ones that I don't want to reveal yet. Um, After that, I'm probably going to do a marriage course, excuse me, a parenting course for all the parents that have tons of questions about their kids that you guys have been sending me. Please, please keep sending your questions. Please send in your comments. If it doesn't go into my course, it might end up in a podcast like this one. So we are, like I said, doing Mindful Living with the Sunnah parenting relationships homeschooling inspiration life hacks and such whom i i am mindful muslima and i am a licensed educator for 20 years i have five kids um and i've been on this crazy roller coaster of trying to see how we can like i said bridge the gap into living the sunnah in 2019 just the same as everybody else but still staying close to our um our core beliefs and it's really important to me because it's not hard, but a lot of women are struggling because they've just never been given the tools. So I'm really dedicated to being the big sister that kind of brings that message your way and I'm really grateful to be with you today to do another one, which is putting mean girls in their place. So I have a story to tell today, actually two stories. I think you're gonna find them pretty interesting because I don't know, the way things unfolded for me, it was not what I expected in in the beginning the middle and the end and at the end like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala like he just came through and it's just crazy how a lot of people ask me like how do you get through this how do you do this how do you deal with that I'm like listen the more you take leaps of faith in trusting Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and actually doing it the way he tells you to instead of like me are you trying to figure it out like oh I could figure this out why bother why put ourselves through all that stress when you actually follow what he does and then he tells us to do it and then you like see the results you're like what why did I like do it my other dumb way what did I know so subhanAllah I just did a lot of leaps of faith let's say in times when I really you know I wasn't as knowledgeable as I am now in terms of like life experiences and it has just paid off so I want to share two really big experiences I had that I hope today will give you some encouragement if you're going through a really rough time where it feels like the world is against you and you are just trapped and that's just kind of like everything's crumbling around you that's where I was so i want to share those right now but before I do I just want to mention one last thing which is if you haven't already please subscribe the only way you're going to know when my latest podcast comes out is if you subscribe because you'll be one of the first ones who get notified so please if you haven't already subscribe especially on Apple podcast that's probably the most popular place we are if you're also on like Spotify anchor all these other places good too but yeah definitely subscribe because you'll get to be the first ones to know when we release anything brand new so let's get into it. So my two stories to share. So um, I was in, um, I like some of you have known, I've done a lot of professional work. And uh, one of the things I do is I do a lot of consultations. I'm not going to use any names, guys. That's another thing I don't believe in using names, so don't ask me. Um, I won't give personal information, but the point is to benefit from the story and the experience, not like the nitty-gritty of like he said, she said. But I will say, there was a particular school that I worked with and it was an Islamic school and it was um, in the east eastern part of, let's say, the United States. And I supported that Islamic school. I'm not going to say what cultures it was mostly made up of or anything like that, but I will say they were Muslim women all working at the school. Um, I had a horrific experience. I think only one or two times in my life did I have actual anxiety attacks by, by how upset or nervous I was. From people attacking me. I've actually had probably a third story I could tell, but these were things where I was in a position of weakness and people tried to take advantage of me or manipulate or something. And I really wasn't doing anything wrong, but I was literally powerless to these people. And if you've ever been in that position where you have no ability to defend yourself, almost like a bird and like their wing got hurt and they're on the ground and there's like a big animal coming to just eat them up you know and, and they're just you're just flapping around on the ground just trying to escape but you can't cuz you're like wings are broken and and you're stuck and you're like who will save me and then out of nowhere like that animal gets eaten or something like that and you're just like what like how did i like miss that harm that was about to come my way and subhanallah this is the same thing i experienced in these two situations so i just wanted to say how i handled them and kind of hoping that'll give you some insight if you have these issues going on in your life and also kind of restore some faith and hope and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and what he can do for us in our life all right so the first one is like i said i was i was doing this consultation for this islamic school and i came into the school and you know the school was not up to par and it was just really obvious it kind of was really really not up to par but let's just say that the school is being run by some really famous people when i say famous i mean like both of these situations were people who were famous the first one um was run by like diplomats i'm talking about like like another country and they had a school in the United States and it was just diplomats and they were the school's not to par but they really wanted to be and I really really believed in their mission and their goals and I truly truly wanted to help this school it was just an amazing cause and I was very excited to do it. So I came in and I had to do the job of helping them to, unfortunately, like assess teachers. I had to come in where I had to help them to set up systems and structures because clearly they had none or the ones that were in place were broken. And so I sat with the principal, I sat with the board, like I do many times when I do consultation for schools. And I basically explained to them that I had to create some type of system. Teachers were not being rated and it wasn't a fair rating. There was no rubric there were no rubrics, there was nothing, right? So I made up everything and I did everything that I knew I was supposed to professionally. I was having one-on-ones with the principal. I was having one-on-ones with the board and I was having one-on-one consultations with the people back home or in the other country or the mother country, let's say, that was running the school from generally their headquarters over there as well and giving them updates because that's what they wanted for me. Now it was a very particular situation, very tricky, because you have to understand that they want to know how the school doing. The principal is obviously running the school. She might feel like I'm a spy, quote unquote, but I was I was earnestly trying to help her and I was earnestly trying to help the um, organization, country, diplomats, I don't wanna say, that hired me to do the job. And so I was doing my job and I felt like we were working together. And it was like, they were so sweet, I was really you know, appreciating their input, they were appreciating mine. I would come back day in and day out to the school to do my job. Now eventually, I had to address the teachers and I had to also basically go and, uh, you know, make sure that I had to actually evaluate the teachers. And that was hard too. But I I sat with each of them one by one. I explained that I'm just going to do a fair evaluation in the beginning to get an idea where they are so that when they make progress, we can measure it and, you know, we can go forward from there. So I'm not going to bore you with any more of the details, but I will get to the mean girl part right about now. So the mean girl part starts where I was working with all these women from the teacher side, from the administration side, and I was thinking, wow, everybody's just so sweet. Everybody's just so nice. So lo and behold, I didn't realize that this like hasad or some type of other bad blood ended up coming between myself and the principal. Apparently, she thought that I was sent there from the mother country to spy on her and report back that she was doing the wrong thing or not doing her job properly and and in all honesty I actually had nothing negative to say about the woman she was actually quite bright it's just that I think she just was inexperienced so I was just trying to give her advice as to what to do next but I didn't actually report anything negative I actually didn't but I think she must have assumed I did so what she did in retaliation was she started to tell the people who hired me that I was doing things that I wasn't actually doing. Um, Some of them were like illegal, some of them were unethical and things like that. But she didn't tell me she was doing it. She was doing it behind my back and she was smiling in my face. And don't get me wrong, she's a Muslim. She's a total Muslim, I'm a Muslim, we're Muslim sisters and I thought we were working together. She continues to do that. Then apparently she has like a really close relationship with a lot of the teachers. And unfortunately when I had to evaluate them, um, some of them were really inexperienced. So I had to just basically write whatever I saw. It was kind of like just a dry evaluation, nothing emotional, just like this person probably could use more training in math. And the whole point of me doing this was not like a gotcha thing for the teachers. It was like, this is the process of school evaluations. Like, so we can then say, okay, the teachers need math training. Let's go, then I would go like find a company to come and give it to them, I'm doing my job. Literally, Blood, sweat, and tears. Loving my job, doing my job, feeling I'm gonna help the Muslim community. I'm gonna do it all, and you know this is just goes to show you, like in our community, how how we can play it out with each other. So it gets a lot worse than just this woman telling things about me. So all of a sudden, I find them asking me weird questions. Did I do this? Did I do that? And I couldn't figure out why they're asking me if I did these things. I'm like, no, why would I do that? And then I'm and it's going on and on and on. All of a sudden, and by the way, I did the evaluations of the teachers, and I did not share it with publicly with anyone to humiliate anyone. I then took the information. I shared it with the principal because she told me to. She said, I want to see the evaluations. I want to know where I should put my energy. I thought, yes, let's work together, and I'm sharing with her. Then I took each teacher one by one like I'm supposed to, and I you know, talked to them about the training I'm going to get for them or give them myself, and this and that, one by one. They privately got this information i privately wrote it down but one by one they got absolutely upset and they went together and band together And then also started creating lies about me as well to get me kicked out. Because what you have to understand is before this time when it came in, nobody was evaluating them. Clearly, they were just like doing whatever they want. Nobody was getting scored. It was kind of like, I don't want to say free for all because, you know, I really like care for the people that hired me that I really do wish them the best but unfortunately the teachers were allowed to do whatever they want now mind you I was a teacher at one time so I totally understand their position but what they started to do was completely un-islamic and unethical which is they started to just make all kinds of lies against me they got the mother country to come in they had a a diplomat flew from the back home country came in and they were all burning and burning and they wanted to have a huge um, kind of like a roast where they were all going to go at me and this and that and around this time is when i found out that the principal had been I kind of like caught wind of one of these emails that she sent back home which was basically describing all these accusations that she made of me i cannot explain to you the tears that I shed when I went home to my husband. I said, oh my gosh, why as women do we do this to one another? Why are these women doing this to me? And my husband knew, because my husband knows me. He knows I put my heart into everything I do. And he's like, don't worry, Allah Kareem, you know, like SubhanAllah, I said, I, I don't know why I'm in this place Astaghfirullah like, I'm here to help the, the children Because clearly the children need See this is the thing guys Why I'm so passionate about education If the teachers are not equipped And they don't have what they need The children cannot learn. And mind you, the children even complained to me. They pulled me to the side. Miss, I don't feel I'm learning anything. I really don't like it here. I feel my teacher makes too many mistakes. I've caught her mistakes myself in math. Because mind you, some of them were high school kids. And they were just like... they saw I was in there trying to improve the school. And they would pull me aside. So I felt so needing to basically do this work. And I felt so grateful that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put me there. Wow. Something really big happened. One day... I come into work and there's an announcement. Basically that the following day. So like I said, guys, when I came in that day they said the next day there was going to be a huge almost like meeting where everybody was going to come like they were going to put me to roast they were going to put me in the seat like the hot seat and they were all going to interrogate me and express their concerns in front of the community about basically how horrible I was and how I needed to be ousted from my position and all of this stuff subhanallah and um I was like shaking I was just like I have to come in tomorrow imagine so you don't understand when when maybe you don't know these people in particular but when you see people day in day out and they smile in your face and they eat your flesh behind your back as women and and if you have experienced this you know exactly what I was feeling it is horrible but it's not just one thing just to have a girlfriend that does that or to have uh, a family member that does that when you have an entire band of people all say the same thing because it was so clear that they were like waswasing and and i'm not going to say astaghfirullah something about their iman allahu alam like what level of muslims they were but clearly clearly it was this It was very similar to things that the prophet peace be upon him described when everybody would go against them in the community even like a if when the, the, the kids even would stone him together just complete humiliation that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala explains that sometimes the believer has to experience um, and just having all of the Quraysh turn against him, all the community laugh at him, all the, these things that the Prophet, peace, peace be upon him, and the other Prophets had to go through, even Prophet Nuh and all of them that tried to bring a particular message or, or follow the Qur'an and the Sunnah, and they were just treated as if they they were unwanted and needed to be kicked out for the truth that they were saying. So basically because I was telling the truth and I was highlighting anything negative, but I was trying to do it in the most professional way, it didn't matter. These women made it super personal and decided they had a vendetta against me and were going to embarrass me in front of the entire community. Now there was absolutely no way to avoid this meeting. Apparently even the, um, the head of the diplomats in the other country who is technically my boss because they had gone directly with their reports to the principal and she agreed of course because she was trying to get rid of me too and like imagine if you have like 30 people all saying the same thing and so um i have it, it it reminds me also of the stories in the quran where there were huge armies and the prophet peace be upon him would have to go against you know with his small army thinking how could i ever defeat this huge army that's coming for me and they have every every way to just destroy me so i'm entering my mind with this meeting into going into that i go home at night and i was crying like i said and i said to my husband i don't want to go to work tomorrow and i start to get anxiety attack and i said i don't know why i have to get through this i I didn't do these things these are false accusations just like you see things like this subhanallah my husband said allah kareem allah kareem he kept trying to encourage me to feel okay so I said, okay, okay, what should I do? What should I do? I need to go back to the Sunnah and I need to find out what is the proper way to respond. Because if I respond in my own way, I'll probably just not show up for work, quit, and then but then that makes me look guilty and then I didn't do anything. And I, I gave my word to these children to help them. So in the end, I decide to stay up in the night and pray in the in the deep night to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, pouring my heart, my concern, and making the offer Him to protect me. By the way, Every day, I didn't mention this, but I used to wake up in the morning and I used to make adhkar. And if there's certain adhkar in the morning that you make, and if you make it, you have protection for the entire day. And this is promised by the Prophet, peace be upon him. Uh, Surah Al-Nas, Surah Al-Falaq, like this. Like I say the certain surahs that you're supposed to. And then also if for protection, I started to say the du'a increasingly for the one who is oppressed. Like the one who's oppressed with the ruler, or something like this. Because yes, this was an actual government or country that had hired me. And subhanAllah, I decided to face the music. I go into work that day and everybody is so happy. You can see the teachers, their faces were like beaming. At the end of the day, they were going to have a huge roast and they were going to roast me right out of my position. And subhanAllah, I was just like, all day, imagine just the, seeing all these people and you see them smiling and you know they're just stabbing you and stabbing you and they're just smiling. I, I almost wish they would curse me just not to be fake because it's so hard when you deal with fake people. And subhanAllah, I just all day I dealt with it Made dhikr all day. Ya Allah, alhamdulillah, bismillah, ya Allah, I trust you, ya Allah, I trust you. Nothing happens without your decree. Nothing happens without your decree. Anyway, alhamdulillah, all day making dhikr as opposed to complaining. I wasn't on the phone call like, you know, with my friends and my breaks. Help me, what should I do? Like, I didn't do any of this. I put all my complaining to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The only person I had discussed was with my husband for Nasiha. And he said, you know, what you're doing, you're doing it from your heart trust Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you know he's my rock my husband he's always very supportive and I do the same for him anyway I go in that day like this I spend the day it's almost the time where subhanallah uh it's time to have a meeting and all of a sudden this phone call comes from overseas out of nowhere the principal gets it she has the phone call I can hear her she's speaking in another language by the way and all of a sudden her face drops and she gets very upset and then she informs the upper management staff that we will not be having a community meeting. They have canceled it off absolutely. And uh, subhanAllah, um, they they will not have it. They made the announcement to the teachers not to stay after school today because we will not be having our meeting as planned. In fact, it's been canceled indefinitely. And to please uh, release themselves at the regularly scheduled time. When I say the cries of anger, teachers came down in rage we want our time, we want our voices to be heard, we don't understand what happened, this can't be happening. This, uh, when I say astaghfirullah, the anger that is from shaitan, I just sat there as I watched the chaos unfold in front of me in complete awe. And after that I got a phone call from the people from the government, they said some piece of information came out from nowhere that showed that um, this was actually probably a false accusation. And at the last minute, I was completely spared of the experience. In fact, they apologized to me. SubhanAllah. And you know, I feel like the experience was almost like a test from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to see if I was going to trust him or fall apart in the pressure, under the oppression of these people and the lies that were spewed against me. And I want you to understand, guys, when you have women like this, and it is so evil what they're doing— I did not retaliate against them. I did not say any. I could have easily said, oh yeah, well, you're going to see the review. I'm going to write up for you right now. No, I didn't do any of that, guys. A'udhu billah. Because I knew then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would not be with me. I followed the sunnah, I made the ethkar like promised. I trusted in it in the deep night. I, I, I plead to Allah, I complain to him only. I woke up in the morning, I stayed positive, I made dhikr all day. I face the music like the same way that Musa he will face Pharaoh, and, and the same way Yusuf he will face the king and he will say, okay, I'm here for my, for my judgment. I did nothing wrong. Do what you need. I, I have I'm holding by the rope of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that was the first experience I had. And um, I feel like that taught me that following through in the Sunnah was exactly what I needed to do. And um, by the way, I was able to do that because of the experience right before that. And I'm going to tell this one a bit faster. But this experience with the Russian hacker, um, it's not that I have anything against Russia or hackers or people in general, but I have been hacked a couple times, by the way. And I, I have smart computers and things like that, but it's life. It's the qadr of Allah. But I want you to know this from the, the saying of the Prophet, peace be upon him. And this is something we need to keep in our minds. And I want you just to think about it. What we're taught in our sunnah, by the way, if anything bad befalls you like what happened, is that what has reached you was never meant to miss you. And what has missed you was never meant to reach you. So some of you DM me and you say things like, um, you know, why won't he marry me? Why has this happened? Why couldn't I get this job? You know, why is this happening in my life? If you haven't gotten what you've wanted, it wasn't meant for you. If you're losing your marriage, if you're not able to get married, if you're not able to get a job, an opportunity, not able to have a child, it wasn't meant for you or meant for you yet. Maybe it's not the time. And if you, you know, where something bad was supposed to happen to you and then it got taken from you, it wasn't meant to hit you. Maybe it was a test from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, maybe it was a gift because if you respond well to the gift, to the challenge, you get an intense, immense reward. But if you don't and you just react, or I just react, you know, we suffer. We suffer in a lot of pain and a lot of stress and a lot of emotion in the dunya and in the akhira. Allah'u alam if we sin. So I just wanted to say that we have to understand that things happen for a reason and there's no forcing anything. There's no, oh, if I only did this. Nope. It happens because it happened. Another thing I'll tell you at the end after I tell you my little Russian hacks story. Another thing, with another job. I don't know. This is jobs. This is why jobs are so... <laughs> I have all my challenges with jobs. Again, loved this opportunity i um i was working for a very huge company i'm not going to say their name again for legal legal purposes but let's just say um indirectly i was working for bill gates okay bill gates yes bill gates paid my salary but he didn't hire me personally um he just was um promoting and funding um a nonprofit that i worked for in education and um This nonprofit in particular was used to correct a lot of the mistakes that were in the school system. In um, I don't want to say which state because I worked all over the United States um, for this company. But in particular, I was hired because of things with the content and the. That's why if I'm telling you guys, if you are interested in my homeschool, I have a free homeschool course. And I'm telling you, the content that I'm putting out there is from real experience from a parent. Obviously, but also from a teacher's perspective, I've worked in administration, I've did consultation and I've worked above that. I've worked for something as high as like the state or the government. So I've seen a lot of behind the scenes stuff. The stuff I'm giving you, believe me, is the top notch, out of the box, even stuff behind the scenes type of stuff that you will not get from any kind of regular blogger, YouTuber, random teacher. The stuff I have, I'm telling you, I'm pouring my heart out. And so I encourage you to check out any of the free content I have there and stuff like that. But maybe I'll link it below as well. But I want to tell you, so I was working this company, and this is the crazy thing that happened. So I start working this company, and again, this is like, I could get in legal trouble, so I will not say any names. This is like, but I want to share this experience. I think it's just really important to know about trusting Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and what happens to you as horrific as it can get. Now, this was really scary for me because this company was extremely powerful. They were a million-dollar company. Actually, not a million, a couple of millions, probably more like $20, 30000000 million, you know, in terms of like worth, company. And I'm working, and if somebody like Bill Gates is paying your salary, you know it's like a big deal. There's some kind of huge investment in something he believes in and something the education and the kids. And I was hired to do a particular job. Yes, I was given a six-figure salary and I was in a in a very nice position where I was traveling all over the United States to improve schools to consult uh, train teachers to do consultations with principals and to um, help them to choose curriculums that's why I'm really big on choosing curriculum guys I'm I'm not trying to push anything but like seriously in my curriculum for my course there's so many schools out there right now that have horrible curriculums and that's why the children are doing bad and they're the the schools that you and I would just send my kids to in the public schools because not everybody is educated just because it's a school just because it's a principal just because it's a teacher doesn't mean they have the tools to do their job so my job was to come into these schools whether they were like well-funded schools or not and basically help to address and assess what's happening and to have them get like aligned curriculums and the right materials and so forth so i'm going in and doing this all over the country I get in there and I find out that, that they're just not doing what they say they're supposed to do, this particular company. I get in there, I'm going to like five star hotels, I'm eating breakfast that is ridiculously expensive. Mind you, I'm one employee. And so the amount of money that was supposed to be spent on the children and the schools to increase and fix them was being spent on me. And I remember one day waking up and going to the hotel. We would stay in these beautiful hotels and um, beautiful service and everything like that. We traveled from like state to state. And I wake up one morning, and I go to have eggs, excuse me, breakfast downstairs, and I order eggs, and the eggs were $24. Now, I don't know about you guys, but if you go to the supermarket to get a dozen of eggs, it costs about 2 $3, and if you want to get, like, organic ones, maybe go in, like, $5 maximum, but to have $24 eggs as one of my items, and then to have orange juice as, like, $7, $8, and this, is a. I was saying to myself, where is this money coming from? And then I started to follow the trail. And I said, oh, it is, it is taxpayers' dollars, investors' dollars. And we're not even spending it right. Matter of fact, we're not even doing our job. They weren't even following up the schools they were supposed to. But smoke and mirrors, the most professionally like, excellent, you would never know that there was stuff happening and the money wasn't getting spent the way it was supposed to or this or that. It felt like... I was a complete fraud working with this company. Now, no one in their right mind would leave a company like this. This is the cushion job that every educator in their life would dream of. Let me explain to you how the scale of educators goes. You become like a teacher trainer or some type of like cheesy entry job. You become a teacher, maybe you become a coach, maybe you become an AP, maybe be an assistant principal, a principal, maybe you become a consultant, which is above that. Now, mind you, I've gone through all these already. I could do all these. And then you hit maybe if you want to leave the school system, you could be one of those people that comes around and they try to sell um, curriculum from like any of those companies. Again, for legal reasons, I can't say the companies. Um, and you try to get principals to buy them but the step above that which i would say is the highest step was one of the job was the job i was in there really is no higher job in education than what i was doing i was working with the creators of the curriculum the biggest standards in our entire country the people who made your children's books the people who wrote the scripts on all the standards you have all over the united states again can't say the company name because legal like legal purposes so I start realizing that I do not want to be there ethically as a Muslim. It is not good. On top of that, the hours they have me working are ridiculous. They told me um, I couldn't I couldn't pick up my children. I couldn't be home to eat with my family. My husband was telling me I was working too much. There's just no way. Um, this and that. So I told them, listen, I have to make sure I take time for my kids, time for my family. They did not like that. They turned around and said, if we're paying you this much, we basically own you and we expect that you get yourself a nanny and we expect that you get yourself a sitter because that is not an excuse having to like, you know, be with your children at for dinner or for this or that. And I said to myself, whoa, this job does not, this career, this is not a job, this is a career, does not, this, I mean, set for life, six figures, does not align with my core beliefs as a mother as a wife it was ruining my marriage because my i was trying to do it all but this job was just off the charts in terms of what they needed and then I was I had just had a baby at the time and I was traveling I think my milk dried up I was crying because I was pumping everywhere I went and my just this happens your milk dries up and my body wouldn't take and I was like the rights of my child is two years of breastfeeding and I didn't even do couldn't finish one year because my milk dried up so I was really upset my husband was like this has to stop I never see you I miss you the kids need you and I was really working the American Dream like having this amazing career. I'm at the top of my the the pinnacle of my career at this moment. Training thousands of teachers, all of this stuff, and I decided I'm gonna leave it all. I'm done. I, I did it for X amount of time. I said I can't do this. I don't I don't care because you know why? The rights of the people that are going to be asked about in Davyamalchiyama I wasn't going to give it to them. My husband, my children they were not gonna get their rights. I actually do not have to work at all as a Muslim woman. And I want women who are trying to chase their careers to understand something. When you get at the level that you might really wanna get, it gets ugly. You have to start to decide what you want. Do you want money or do you want to give people their rights and have a good family life? I was watching really closely when I got to that point. I started to put my take my blinders off and look at my colleagues. Their marriages were falling apart. Their spouses did all the childcare, and they were never with their children and a couple of them were in the middle of divorces for the same thing I was going through. It was just not going to work. We couldn't do it all. Some situations you can't, guys, and you have to sit down and have a little quiet conversation with yourself and ask, is this really what I want? Is this really what my dean asks of me? And it wasn't. It was not. I was not fulfilling my obligations as a wife, as a mother. I was loving my career doing this work, but then I could see it was also a fraud and I could see that it was not, I was gonna end up empty handed on the day of judgment in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So what did I do? I started to tell them, no, no, I'm not doing that. No, I can't, no, I'm so sorry. People were choking on their lunch as they were listening to me talk, but I did it with respect, total respect and professionalism. But I said, I'm so sorry, I can't do that. It's just not within my bandwidth. And I would let them know. And people were like, oh, you're saying no to us? No one says no to us. All of a sudden, I found a weird change in all their behavior. It got really secretive. I started to get left out of conversations and meetings, and I felt like something was happening. Next thing I know, um, I was already planning on leaving the country. I was going to move and move to another country, and I had started to put in my leave. And they said, oh, I'm glad you did that because we agree that we're thinking it's not working it out. And I'm like, yeah, it's not working out. It's not working out for either of us, I think. And all of a sudden, within 24 hours, all of my accounts were hacked. I was shut out of everything, even my personal stuff. My personal phone was hacked. My bank accounts were hacked. My emails were hacked. Everything was hacked, and I knew exactly who did it. There was an IT guy that was from Russia that was a brainy act, and I knew him. But I'm telling you, it's that thing once again smiling in your face, stabbing in the back. And I remember emailing that person and saying, blah, 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 the person's name get out of my computer right now. And all of a sudden I get a phone call from like the head person of the company like, oh, um, is everything okay? Like they caught on the fact that I knew they were in my stuff and my software and what they were doing was completely illegal. I said, if you don't get out of my computer right now, I'm gonna have to report you to blah, 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 authorities and yada, yada. And I have proof and I had to get my... Co- Secretly, I was sh- shaking in my boots. When you have the state and the government hacking your stuff and I'm not, say- <laughs> I'm not saying like, I'm, I'm like on some list, I'm trying to tell you, I had, why were they doing this to me? Because I had some serious information. I had seen all of their documents, stuff that was going to make them millions of dollars off of what they were offering to the American people and the companies that were supporting the educational system here in America. So basically, at the end of the day, I was like, target such a target. And that's why I can't really mention names. And so what I want to say is that at the end of the day, long story short, guys, I was able to do the same method I did with the other organization that I worked for, and I was able to lock down everything. It, this one was a little bit scarier for me, but keep my cool and just keep that da'a and everything. In the end, I wanna tell you what happened to me. Absolutely nothing. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protected me. I had huge hackers, people who were extremely intelligent, and they were in my stuff, and it was like in in my phone. It's very really hard to hack certain things of the types of phone I have. And they were in everything, and they were able to do everything. And at the end of the day, I was able to back up my content, get everything out the way. Somehow, subhanahu with ta'ala made windows of times where he opened up things where I was able to get stuff out, move it over to a hard drive, get it out. Private stuff, public stuff, whatever. And in the end, I ended up leaving completely Unscathed. I'm not going to get into the gritty details of all of it, but I want to leave letting you know that I have experienced some of the most horrific and scary experiences. They were not maybe physical dangers, but when you have things like people and your personal information like that, I cannot express to you how scary that is and how you feel completely vulnerable and like there is nothing in the world that can protect you. And there isn't, guys. There isn't, except for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So I just want to share some of these personal experiences and say to you, it doesn't matter who's attacking you. The last thing I'm going to leave with you guys is this. There's a saying that no calamity, this is in Surah Al-Hadid, no calamity befalls on the earth or in yourselves, but is inscribed in the book of the decrees. And in Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he also mentioned that even if the nations would gather together to protect you, no one could. And either if, even, and of course I'm paraphrasing at this point, and even if everyone is the complete opposite, you know, like, was either came to protect you or came to harm you, no one could do it except by the decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, because the pens have been lifted and the pages have dried. It's your qadr. Everybody has a qadr. So at the end of the day, there's really no point fighting whatever experience you're going through. There's no point. Because what's going to happen is at the end of the day, it's all going to play out. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is waiting, He's waiting to see how we're going to react i know today was a little bit longer than usual guys but i really wanted to share some of these truly personal personal experiences i hope you guys um appreciate because you guys share with me your personal lives and i want you to walk away or have this takeaway that whatever happens to you it is going to happen it is not about stopping it from happening it is about managing your emotion as it's happening and strategically thinking how did the prophet peace be upon him handle this or the Sahaba? and if you cannot know then you just get into deep du'a and prayer to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at night we don't always all have the answers i didn't have the answers for some of these things at the time later on i got it so i just wanted to tell you trust the process trust what's happening know whatever hit you wouldn't have missed you so it's not about stopping it and freaking out and crying and going on and like what do i do no it's not about that guys It's about trusting Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he knows the ghayb. He knows the unseen, why it's happening, and you'll get through it. And in the end, I survived both of them, guys. And I have some serious life lessons and it just made me stronger. And it made me go, Allah has my back and Allah is not going to anything harm me as long as I'm a good Muslim. So if we learn anything else from this situation, learn that when you do what Allah asks of you, he will protect you and no one can protect you except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And I have learned that and that's why I have such a strong conviction for the sun and the Quran. I have seen it in action and I know there is no way better to live your life with complete protection and happiness. I'm wishing you all an absolutely beautiful weekend. Enjoy yourself no matter where you are and I will talk to you in the next one. Don't forget to subscribe to get the latest podcast release. Jazakallah. khair, salamu alaikum. Hey, salam I just wanted to ask if you noticed in my story that the way I put mean girls in their place was by not putting mean girls in their place. I didn't have to do anything. And that's what I want you to get from this podcast. A great big behind the scenes takeaway is you don't actually have to harm people that are harming you. The better thing to do is to allow things to play out. What happened, and I didn't mention in my story, is that actually many of these people ended up getting in trouble. Fired, or just having worse that I don't want to mention um, happened to them. So subhanallah, at the end, Allah Kareem, He's al He's the most just, and I didn't have to do anything. So the way to deal with a mean girl or anyone in your life that is being oppressive or difficult is to put your trust in Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, let things play out, don't retaliate, stay in Allah's good graces, and uh, trust in Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, it'll work out for you. May Allah make everything easy for you. wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.